So welcome, welcome back everyone. Can you hear me okay? Good. Hmm. So just taking a few moments to welcome ourselves back into the, um, this time for our practice with the Brahma Viharas, particularly, particularly working with um, an opening to mudita, to joy. And so just settling for a few moments, just feeling into the body, acknowledging what's present. And acknowledging as well whatever perhaps thoughts or emotions arise. And to just let it be. The body, the mind, the heart. So we've been practicing with these abodes of the divine, the Brahma Viharas, these divine abidings of loving kindness, of compassion. Today, joy, tomorrow, equanimity. And all of these are like facets of the heart. qualities that are just oh, it's gorgeous, beautiful. And earlier I was speaking about metta, loving kindness, is that which softens the heart, and joy, mudita, is that which gladdens the heart. And there's a number of different translations for the word mudita. It actually has its roots, though, in Pali, in modati, which means to rejoice or to be happy. But we could call it sympathetic joy, empathetic joy, appreciative joy, altruistic joy, boundless joy, selfless joy, unselfish joy, shared joy, gladness. Hmm. I mean, fine with my Jewish heritage, there's a word called kaveling, which means you rejoice in the happiness of another person's happiness. So we can find this also culturally in different traditions, this genuine happiness for another one's happiness. This ability to feel joy when one's experiencing success or happiness could be success that's worldly, could be success that's spiritually. What's beautiful about this practice of joy is that uh, in some ways it's the gift that keeps on giving because we rejoice in one's happiness and we ourselves find ourselves to be happy. There was a, a very dear monk teacher. His name was Upinya Sota. He was Burmese. He lived in the monastery. And um, he was kind of like this embodiment of joy. 
real like it was like exuding from his body this sense of joy and often on his birthday he would stay up all night and he would wrap little presents of different presents that perhaps people had during the year had offered him as, as gifts and he would just keep them all and then at night he would stay up all night and he'd wrap presents for everyone that lived in the monastery and in the morning he'd hide them in different places and you'd have to find them and he just had so much joy in giving joy it's really quite amazing we used to call him the loving kindness Ciro, Upinya Zota. He saw deeply into the heart of things. And yet I, I haven't actually ever spoken about Upinya Zota in a Dharma talk before. I just feel moved with him. And earlier in his life, this was even before he became a monk. He had he was always inclined towards the spiritual. And there was many different practices growing up in Burma. And one practice that he took on was an ascetic practice of looking at the sun. And he got it down so that he could eventually look at the sun at high noon. And the result of that was he became blind. And yet, um, he could see so clearly through his pain in his practice of what really was important in his life and to devote his life to the Dharma, realizing that that practice that he had done was, uh, it was part of his learnings. We'll just say that. But he could see very clearly into the human heart by the time that I had met him. So I just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just remembering Upanyasota, one of the most joyous beings I've ever met. And I can say also that joy is not necessarily one of my practices that I bring a lot of attention to. And since I was uh, invited to to work with joy today, it, it was really very helpful for me. Like, huh, joy. And I could just see my heart beginning to open up more. I was walking down yesterday, taking my dog for a walk, and some neighbors had their gate open, and I looked out, and they were having a luau with a big, huge pig on a like going around the thing. And my first thought was, I could see how happy they were. And there's this moment of feeling the happiness for them. Then, of course, a little bit later, my near enemy, I'm a righteous vegan. What are they doing with a pig? Uh, but I could see that they both, they both are here. But I actually, I had the experience of being happy that they were going to be well-fed. I'm away walking to my little home office here. I looked at my dog, and she's just sitting in the yard in the sun. 
And I was just feeling happy for her, just being able to sit in the sun. The sense of the joy that comes through seeing another's happiness. And it's near enemy, of course, is at times where we can get envious, jealous. And maybe some of us know this experience, like, could be very, very happy that someone, oh, you, you're getting your COVID-19 vaccination. And then there might be a thought later, why are they getting it before me? A friend of ours is calling it vaccine envy. But they both can be there. And how quick it can go to one to the other. This is something that we work with. And I'm finding that the more that we bring, I bring attention to mudita, this quality of the heart, begins to take root, begins to find its way into other things. The qualities of friendliness and tolerance and compassion. The qualities of generosity. So experiencing just kind of a new light in my within my own practice of bringing awareness in the cultivation of this joy it fills the heart it can be infectious I found listening with each of the teachers uh, when they've offered Dharma talk or the Brahma Viharas or instructions just feeling a sense of happiness, like being inspired with their love of the Dharma and the feeling of just, um, just feeling this love and being happy for the love that they feel of the love of the Dharma. So the sense of joy. The quality of this pure joy is unadulterated by our self-interest, which at times is difficult. But that quality of, without our self-interest, without the sense of envy or jealousy, the qualities of this heart. The Buddha says in the Diganakaya, Hero monastics, let one's mind pervade one quarter of the world with the thoughts of unselfish joy. And so in the second, in the third, in the fourth quarter, and thus the whole wide world above and below and around, everywhere and equally, pervading with a heart of unselfish joy, abundant, without measure, without hostility, without ill will. This quality of the heart filling each of the quarters the sense of joy for all beings.
And so let's just begin a bit with just and this feeling into the body that's breathing, sitting, or lying, or standing. And just connecting to your own body, mind, and heart for a few moments to be present. And as we begin with these practices of cultivating gladness and joy, just knowing, as loved Andrea using the metaphor of a washing machine, and that um, it's extracting, it's helping to get clean the materials, and of course it's, it's taking out those parts that are not clean and are dirty in the sense of the obscurations if it's bringing up envy, jealousy. These are parts, of course, for us to recognize and to acknowledge. It's part of our practice. This is this convergence of our mindfulness and our heartfelt practices, bringing them together to honor and acknowledge the parts of ourselves where we still get caught or stuck. perhaps in time beginning to understand more deeply the roots of these, that they become, become more uprooted through understanding. So of course any of these heart practices may bring up its opposite and it's to be known, to be acknowledged, in time to be more deeply understood that sets us more free. beginning to free ourselves of every concept and every image the mind and the heart has ever known. And so just gently, just feeling into our own hearts with care, the heart, the chest, the lungs, these places of reflecting on our own fragility and preciousness of this life. And it's often suggested to begin with reflecting upon someone that you know that's happy, a happy one. And whatever their good fortune may be, whether it's again worldly or spiritual, you can begin to sense into that. Someone that you know that is happy right now. And inviting in, can we begin to feel and rejoice in their happiness? Feel what it feels like to, what does it feel like to feel happy for another one's happiness, how it feels to you? Just explore 
sensing into a happy one. And there may be different qualities of some joy for that one that you're reflecting upon, their own sense of contentment, their inner joy. goes off in other directions, bringing it back once you realize you've gone off, it's evoking any feelings of envy, all can be part of this practice, and acknowledging it and then inviting to come back to the happy one, being happy for their happiness, This is such an unselfish type of joy, relishing in the happiness of another. And you're welcomed as well to invite in other happy ones that you may know that are having some happiness right now, whether it be it worldly, spiritually, sense of making joy in their happiness. And just feeling into this joy So it's very wonderful. This is a practice, and we can when we bring attention to these qualities of mudita, the appreciative heart. We can cultivate them by bringing attention to them. We can nourish them, water them, grow them. And yes, it's a certain type of chain reaction. begin to find the joy in many things, cherishing others' joy. From the happy one to other happy ones, pervading and feeling into this joy for others' happiness.
cultivating this joy, this quality of appreciative joy. gladness, to rejoice in another's happiness. In time, we can expand or invite from a happy one to happy ones to even our near and dear ones. Letting just pervade to those that are near and dear. Rejoicing for their happiness being happy for their happiness, for their joy. And perhaps even if they're not experiencing it right now, just feeling in our heart with them with joy. It's a beautiful offering. Inviting it in even to our neighbors or to more neutral ones, acquaintances. Being happy for whatever joy they experience. May it be nourished. May it continue. Sometimes, of course, we can use beautiful phrases. We can make up our own, or I'll offer a few. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase. May they never wane. May you enjoy happiness in abundance. And from within oneself, I'm happy that you're happy, and may your happiness continue, may your happiness grow. May your happiness and good fortune never leave you, may you live with joy. May your joy and happiness increase. So many 
beautiful phrases coming from your heart. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase and never wane. So just feeling into the heart this sense of joy to those, the happy one, other happy ones, to near and dear ones, to more neutral ones. May your joy and happiness increase. May it continue. May your good fortune never leave you. This is all dispelling the sense of self-interest and envy. Let this joy building within our hearts, altruistic joy, pervading May your happiness continue and continue. The joy of knowing another's joy and relishing. Letting this joy even extend to the creatures. To all beings, those that live on or in the earth. Those in the waters, those that live mostly in the air. This pervading joy. May all of these creatures May their joy continue. May they feel the happiness. May it never wane. Pervading above and below and all around. In all directions. This pervading joy for all sentient beings. And within all these sentient beings, even the difficult ones that have been hard, may they too find joy and may we relish in their joy without exception.
even letting this earth that we live in, in this atmosphere, may the conditions be such that it finds its harmony into balance and into joy. From the core of this earth to its surface to the atmosphere, finding its right temperature in balance and may it pervade with joy. May this joy extend from this planet and atmosphere to the solar system and through the universe, pervading this joy from here to everywhere. So we'll go into a period of some silence and listening within your own heart of this joy, the altruistic joy, the sympathetic joy, appreciative joy, and working within your practice in your own way, this heart of joy, being present.
just relishing in the joy of another, another, another success. Said in the image of the Buddha statue, there's that slight smile, smile of joy for all beings. Cultivating this heart of mudita, of appreciative joy, gladdening the heart.
is sensing into this or exploration into joy opening into joy is an exploration supported by the gladdening of another's happiness And so these gladdening of the heart practices, quality of mudita, this appreciative joy, sympathetic joy, the joy that comes with the happiness of others having happiness and we rejoicing in their happiness. And powerful to be in relationship with this as a practice and perhaps it begins to reveal to us the places where we miss the joy go into judgment and recognizing that this judgment is obscuring this heart of joy is such a profound teaching to begin to dissolve the places of negativity comparison judgment envy and to really just appreciate others joy 
that they're happy, that they're joyous. May all beings discover the gateways into the heart that opens the joy, opens the compassion, opens the loving kindness, opens the balancing factors. May all beings grow with deeper wisdom and peace. There's a short reading that I'd like to share from Terry Tempest Williams. She says, Once upon a time there was a simple understanding that to sing at dawn and to sing at dusk was to heal the world through joy. The birds still remember what we have forgotten. That there's joy in this world. I love it, that the birds still remember what we have forgotten. Once upon a time, there's a simple understanding that to sing at dawn, to sing at the dusk, was to heal the world through joy. I've been very touched with this practice in these last few days, because, you know, to be honest, um, joy is not a big practice of mine. I think I'm more into suffering <laughs> and understanding the roots of suffering. And so really to pay attention to this, um, I think maybe James should have done this one, not me. But you know, this I decided to take this on because I'm not a joy guy to some extent and, and I'm getting a little joyful. And it, it's actually shifting my perspective because I can see so easily how I go into the negative. You know, the luau. Oh, well, I'm a vegan. I mean, there's different, like, there's, like how quick that was. And like, what would it be like to pause for a moment with that? Like, yes, those people were happy. They were going to have a good meal. And I could be happy. I can be happy that they're happy. This is a really good teaching. Yeah. Something I'm going to pay attention to and cultivate more. I really appreciate this opportunity. What do they say? Teach best what you need to learn? Big time. <laughs> Big time. There's so many ways to seeing things, you know? Like, sometimes my son will come in in the middle of the night and he'll start eating and it's like, oh no, there's not going to be food left in the morning. But like, oh no, be happy he's eating. Happy that... That he's content. There's so many ways to see things. You know, this way, the, perhaps the neuros, you know, we're biologically wired to see this negativity bias, but um, so it's like um, Velcro. But the, uh, So we have to, yes, this remember, and I know, of course, Rick Hansen and Richard Mendy are speaking about this taking in the good. We need to, imp the importance of imprinting so it begins to stay. And again, this quality of joy, 
and relishing another's joy. Yeah, I can, I can see that sense. It's really getting me away from me and my own selfishness, my own envy, my own comparison. It's kind of a nicer way to live, <laughs> getting in touch with the joy. So thank you. I'm feeling nourished. The nourishment. And I also can sense at times it's, it gets blurry. So the more that I relish in another one's joy, I feel the joy. Whatever this I is. So the giving and the receiving gets blurry. Who's giving and who's receiving after a while? I'm not sure. It's just this pervading of joy. You can feel that sense of deepening the concentration with the joy, that pervading this quality. It envelopes, it develops, it absorbs. A beautiful line in the Metta Sutta, wishing and gladness and in safety may all beings be with ease. With the so much suffering that we experience in this life. So thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.